She looked up at me quizzically. A huge and heavy encyclopedia laid across her lap, and most of her legs. Her little feet stuck out from the top side of the book as she flipped over the pages with intense concentration, cataloguing and analysing traits and characteristics. That's a lovely dinosaur, I cooed, pointing at the pictures. She looked at me with complete disgust. It's a raptor. She was two. She couldn't even read yet. Right now, that little girl is finishing her honours thesis in paleontology. Some people know their life purpose from almost their first moment of consciousness. For the rest of us, it's a journey of discovery to know ourselves, to find what will make life meaningful and get ourselves back on track when we take the wrong path. True North is a fixed point in a spinning world. So how do we find it? I'm Anne-Marie, the Soulful Therapist. There are natural, gentle ways to heal, discover yourself and find meaning in the world. Let me introduce you to them. I'm a psychotherapist, past life therapist, clinical hypnotherapist, master knitter, Reiki master, teacher, author and seer. I specialise in trauma, helping young people and spiritual development. Shall we begin? Welcome back to Season 2 of The Soulful Therapist. Before we continue, I'd like to take a minute to tell you about the new projects I created for you during our break. I've been listening intensely to what people have been telling me about life and the challenges we're facing right now. People are telling me they feel overwhelmed, directionless and isolated, that they don't know what the point of life is and everything seems just a bit too hard, that there just doesn't seem to be enough time, money, employment, belongingness, genuine fun, and more importantly, peace. I've been listening. And so I've refined what I offer you. I recognise that being in the same room is not always possible, so now you can have a video chat with me. I can help you integrate your personality-based thinking with soul-based wisdom, and we can talk about whether your life is going in the direction you want, discuss the challenges you're facing, and consider the questions you need answered. There's a lot we can do when we aim for greater insight and right direction, especially when we do it together. For those who are in Adelaide, there are two new group workshops, uh, a group therapy and meditation group. It's a four-week intensive face-to-face -face workshop. We're going to dive into some ancient wisdom and some esoteric techniques to explore our soul's purpose. We're going to develop an attitude of inquiry, We'll try and answer some of those burning questions. Practice self-reflection, respect and kindness. And we're going to meditate for peace and healing for ourselves and our planet. The second workshop is Group Mentoring for Lightworkers. And this one again, a four-week intensive course, will be for holistic practitioners, lightworkers, counsellors and therapists. We're going to have a bit of a look at the elements of ethical practice, particularly within South Australia use a spiritual framework for creating client services. We're going to work together on some real life cases, answer those professional questions, and have a really careful look into self-care, initiation, and vicarious trauma. Life is a journey of self-discovery, and mastery takes time. I know a month is not long enough, but do it anyway. Life had once again come to a dead stop. 
a pause point between different states of secure habits and routines. I was 25. Home base, where there was no work for me, was 2,000 odd kilometres away. Where I put my head at night was a movable feast, which was not so comfortable. Trusting that things would work out was the only way forward. But as I stood high atop rocky ochre outcroppings, surrounded by nature, and filled to bursting with the harsh desert sun, life was also full of possibility. This poor state of not knowing was adventure and discovery. I discovered that it's not until we step into the adventure, fear and all, and accept not knowing, that we can grow beyond the confines of our previous knowingness. Unless we're homeschooled or something gets in the way, life in Australia is fairly prescribed until we're 18. It's high school or an apprenticeship and life is determined for us until we finish. And then what? Then we stare into the void of the rest of our life and wonder, what will we do? Some of us already know and have an ironclad plan like our two-year-old paleontologist. The rest of us wonder what we will do when we grow up and wonder, when will we arrive? People's lives are unique and distinct, and there are many ways to live. There's no right way, and there's no wrong way. But we can make mistakes, like George, who enrolled in a Bachelor of Science, because he didn't know what else to do with his life. All of his mates were going to uni, but he actually couldn't muster the motivation to actually turn up to class, even online, do the work, or withdraw before he failed. Poor George now has a debt of $70,000 for an education he never got. Ouch. Our life is ours to create. We can decide whether to walk the dog every morning or take off to the other side of the world. We can do the things that make our hearts sing and spend time with the people who create meaning for us. George is now having adventures in retail. Who's he meeting? What's he learning? What adventures will he encounter along the way? Esoteric philosophy tells us that our soul wisely chooses our moment of birth and that we are souls incarnated into a physical body coded with a certain genetic predisposition to anchor spiritual traits and characteristics. The point is not to be like everyone else. Not to walk a sure and predetermined path to happiness, but to learn new things, test ourselves and harmonise those qualities we haven't got right yet. None of us are perfect. We aren't meant to be. Life isn't perfect. It's not meant to be. The joy and wonder of life is the glorious creative messiness of it, where new beginnings disguised as disasters are always just around the corner. And unless we permanently damage our body or our mind, there's almost nothing we can't recover from. How amazing is that? Nothing that won't in time yield a silver lining an unexpected benefit, and a unique transformation. Sounds magical, doesn't it? And it is. But we don't always pick the right path. Sometimes the right path looks like the wrong path, and sometimes it's just downright painful. Magnetic North is the wandering point on the surface of Earth's northern hemisphere at which the planet's magnetic field points vertically downwards. It moves over time due to the magnetic changes in Earth's core. 
We could think of magnetic north as our personality. The likes, dislikes, skills and abilities that point us toward the truth of our day-to-day -day expression. We are naturally attracted to events and activities and people and this can change over time with our experiences and our stage of life. It moves over time. But true north is a fixed point in a spinning world. We could think of true north as our alignment with our soul, a fixed purpose that guides our way forward and that we can begin to glean by watching the trend of our thoughts. Astronomical true north is marked in the skies by the north celestial pole. The north and south celestial poles are the two imaginary points in the sky where the Earth's axis of rotation, indefinitely extended, intersects the celestial sphere. The north and south celestial poles appear permanently directly overhead to an observer at the Earth's north pole and south pole respectively. As the Earth spins on its axis, the two celestial poles remain fixed in the sky and all other points appear to rotate around them, completing one circuit per day. Astronomical true north is within about one degrees of the position of Polaris, so the star would appear to trace a tiny circle in the sky each sidereal day. Due to the axial precession of Earth, true north rotates in an arc with respect to the stars that takes approximately 25,000 years to complete. True north, a defined point moving with infinite slowness in a beautifully prescribed arc. How do we find this soul point within ourselves? How can we use it to orientate ourselves in our right direction and motivate us when life seems dark and full of despair? How do we even recognize it? There are many ways to explore and discover our true north. We can be truly soulful, meditate and let our vision guide us. Thomas Bandy says, the vision is true north for the soul. It's a permanent intuitive compass direction for a human being. Every person inevitably strays from the path. Life is an endless experiment and course correction. The vision brings one back to the true path. We can let our character and our principles guide us. Stephen Covey says, honesty is a principle. Service is a principle. Love is a principle. Hard work is our principle. Respect, gratitude, moderation, fairness, integrity, loyalty and responsibility are principles. There are dozens and dozens more. They're not hard to identify. Just as a compass always points to true north, your heart will recognise true principles. We can let the esoteric principle of paradox guide us. In his book, The War of Art, Break the blocks and win your inner creative battles. Stephen Pressfield says, Like a magnetised needle floating on a surface of oil, resistance will unfailingly point to true north. Meaning that calling or action it most wants to stop us from doing. We can use this. 
We can use it as a compass. We can navigate by resistance, letting it guide us to that calling or action that we must follow before all others. Alternatively, we can let smart people who've done the work, the research, inspire us. Okay, paper pencil time, except if you're in the car. You car casters, you better keep your hands on the steering wheel. By all means, listen along. You can do that practical later. One of my favourite books of all time is Ivy and Ivy. Uh, Their book, Intentional Interviewing and Counselling Skills, is one of the most practical books I've ever encountered for teaching and learning communication skills from basic to advanced levels. It's because there's no guessing. This book teaches us exactly what to do and why. I've taught and bought edition after edition and used it to prepare youth workers, community services workers and counsellors for work in the field. P.S. The subtext here is, ask me if you want a workshop, because I love teaching this course. It's transformational and life-changing. And for those of you who aren't local, uh, there's a link to the book in the podcast show notes on my website. So now we're going to discover our starting point for our true north. And we're going to have a bit of a look at a wellness assessment from Ivy and Ivy's Intentional Interviewing and Counselling Skills. The wellness approach is a way of life orientated towards optimal health and well-being in which body, mind and spirit are integrated by the individual so that he or she may live life more fully within the human and natural community. So we're on a journey and on this journey we need to know where we are beginning. This wellness assessment is a great place for us to start. But it's also a journey. We are looking for our true north, our fixed point in a spinning world. So we aren't just looking for answers to wellness questions. That's just our beginning point. We are also looking for the thoughts that come after. In Ivy and Ivy's wellness model, there are five dimensions for us to consider. The essential self, the social self, the coping self, the creative self, by the way, that's my favorite one, and the physical self. So I'm going to read you a number of questions. This is where the paper and pencil comes in. And as I do, write down your specific strengths. And if you can, think of some really good examples that demonstrate your strengths. Pause the podcast as you need to. Again, except you car casters, you can just listen along and get your pencil and paper out later. So dimension one, the essential self is constructed of spirituality gender identity, cultural identity, and self-care. Spirituality. What strengths and supports do you gain from your spiritual or religious orientation? Be as specific as possible. How could you draw on this resource when faced with life challenges? Gender identity. What strengths can you draw on here? Do you have positive models who help you live your life? What models support you as a gay person, a heterosexual, a lesbian, a bisexual, transgendered, questioning or intersexual person? Cultural identity. What strengths do you derive from your multicultural background? Sometimes this is more difficult for some people than others. Just consider race, ethnicity, and any other dimensions of diversity. 
Who are your heroes? Self-care. This refers to how well people take care of themselves. It's cleanliness and hygiene, healthy habits. It's avoiding those things that aren't good for us, like drugs. Simple safety habits, wearing seatbelts. These are all examples that lead to a longer life. Sometimes if we're having trouble with anxiety or depression or other mental health issues, the self-care things can be really tricky. How are you going in this area? What are your strengths? Remember, knowing when to reach out for help, that is absolutely a strength. Dimension two, the social self. And this one is constructed by two things, friendship and love. So let's have a think about friendship. This focuses on your ability to be a friend and have friends and have healthy long-term relationships. How are you going in this aspect of your life? People are herd animals, we're meant to be connected, but it takes time to nurture relationships. How are you going with that? See if you can find some examples of yourself as a social being, knowing that everyone needs different proportions of alone time and connection time. And think of the positive feelings that come from a good relationship with friends. Love. Caring for special people such as family and a loved one results in intimacy, trust and mutual sharing. Give examples of family members and role models from whom you can gain some support. Sexual intimacy and sharing with a close partner are key areas of wellness. What strengths from the past and the present can you identify here? Dimension three, the coping self. This coping self is constructed of leisure, stress management, stress worth and realistic beliefs. So let's have a look at the questions here. Leisure. This is an area that often, if you go for interviewing and counselling, it can get forgotten, frankly. It can get forgotten. But it is absolutely essential. Remember that people solve problems from their strengths. And how you use your leisure time is that it's a part of self-care, but it's definitely something that builds up the coping self. People who take time off to enjoy things can return to the world of realism and stress much more effectively, makes you more resilient. So what leisure time activities do you enjoy? Equally important, do you actually take the time to do them? Do you take that time uh, to do craft, do art, go to footy? When was the last time? And how did it feel? It's okay for these things to change at times. Stress management. Life in the modern world provides us with endless opportunities to become stressed out. I think it's a bit like a treadwheel. What do you do when you encounter stress? What works best for you? And do you remember to use these strategies? I've definitely got my favourites. And these have remained pretty steady over time. But sometimes you need something a little different. And trying something new can be really, really fun. See if you can find at least one example when you manage stress really well. Self-worth. Self-esteem is about feeling good about yourself and it's needed for personal comfort and effective living. We need to accept our imperfections as well as acknowledge our strengths. How do you evaluate yourself on this important dimension? Can you accept yourself as a real and occasionally messy human being? Is that okay? Realistic belief, seeing the situation as it is, is one portion of mental health. Facts 
are friendly, even when they're uncomfortable. These are often the things that can propel us into greater personal transformation. On the other hand, some of us have come to believe negatively about our capabilities and ourselves. These unrealistic beliefs need to be challenged. How good are you at seeing what is realistic? Give yourself specific examples when you've made adequate and realistic self-assessments. It's a powerful thing to be able to do. Dimension four, I told you that the creative self was my favorite one. So this one is actually constructed of thinking, emotions, control, work, and positive humor. Thinking. This refers to effective problem solving and overall personal adjustment. What are some of the things that have gone well for you in the past? How about now? What might you anticipate in a positive way for the future? Because we can't have the thinking without the emotions. So let's look at those now. Ability to experience emotion appropriately is vital to a healthy lifestyle. When have you expressed emotion appropriately and got a good result? Can you allow yourself to feel positive emotions? Be specific. When is it that you've used courage to work through some difficult emotions and come out with a positive outcome there as well? Control. People who feel in control of their lives can see themselves as making a difference. They are in charge of their own space. I actually like that feeling. When have you been able to control difficult situations in a positive way? And this is sort of linked to what we were saying about the feelings, but this is the actual control of it. How are you right now in control of your own destiny? Again, provide some positive concrete examples. Be really specific about being in control of yourself. Work. We all need work to sustain ourselves and give meaning to our lives. What work habits do you have that are particularly strong? What do you enjoy about your work? Give some examples. And it might be as we work through some of these questions, you might come up a bit of a blank and go, oh gosh, I'm not sure I really do like my work. That's okay. This can be an area for improvement. or Maybe this is just not the focus of your life right now. Positive humor. This one should be a focus of everybody's life most of the time. A sense of humor certainly helps an individual cope with the world. Can you laugh easily? What things occur to you around this area? What is fun? It has been said, and I must admit, I use this strategy. When I'm looking for a spiritual teacher, I actually look for somebody who can laugh at themselves and laugh at life. When I find that person, I know, yes, they're good for me. Dimension five, the physical self. And this is constructed of two simple things, exercise and nutrition. Exercise. So these last two areas are pretty important. They need to be balanced, sufficient exercise, good nutrition, because if these things aren't working well in someone's life, the mind is not going to be working as well as what it could either. One of the most helpful things you can do if you actually do have a problem with anxiety or depression, just get your body moving. Do something fun. So what is your exercise routine? Maybe this is something you've got absolutely nailed. Maybe it's something you can work on a little bit. What works for you? If your physical activity is limited at present, what could you do about it? Sometimes it's really helpful to ask some friends, what, what is fun? Start researching something that's going to be fun for you. 
nutrition. And again, this is an area that often needs attention as well. What I really love is that often if you have uh, a physical health ailment, there will be foods that will absolutely support your body in wellness because they're actually giving you the nutrients that you need. So what are your eating habits? What are the strengths that you might have developed in this area? Maybe you've got an understanding of some of these food medicines. And how do you apply some of these concepts to effective nutrition? Okay, so if you've stuck with it and completed the practical, yay, well done. You now have a pretty solid list of strengths. And even if you've just come out with one or two that you can really be proud of, that's, that's something incredibly significant. Your strengths are a clear signpost towards your true north. So pay attention to the trend of your thoughts and consider both inspirational thoughts and resistant thoughts. They're both equally important. Over the next three days, pay attention to the stray thoughts that cross your mind or that occur to you when you wake up. Our higher mind, our inner wisdom, often speaks to us in these moments when we're doing other things. And I'd like to leave you now with a quote from Elizabeth Dole. We believe in the dignity of every life, the possibility of every mind, and the divinity of every soul. This is our true north. So thank you so much for joining us for the opening episode of season two for The Soulful Therapist. Please subscribe, leave a comment. If you've got questions, uh, you can always contact me directly. I'm now doing video chats so we can spend that time together if you'd like. Or you can come to a workshop if you're local in Adelaide. These will be starting in a couple of weeks uh, and they promise to be a lot of fun. The website is annemariemclassen.com. If you do Google The Soulful Therapist, if you scroll a little bit, you will find that website just in case you can't spell my name. Stay subscribed and we'll talk soon. See you next time.